All right, so my name's Rob Satcham, and I'm the owner and founder of Feedback Ranch. Before I had Feedback Ranch, I founded and built up Nuance Financial Tax and Accounting, one of the most successful um, tax and accounting firms here in the Twin Cities, and we served as an outsourced accountant rather than being focused on just tax returns. And uh, if you are trying to get started, I've got a couple of videos out already. Um, I'm trying to make more videos while I'm in the car. If you're an entrepreneur, you know that time in the car can be a very detrimental thing because you're basically wasting productive time, right? And I do have meetings with great clients that I want to go to. I'm to and from. So I apologize about some of the look and feel of this these videos. Um, we're going to try and use After Effects to make them a little more interesting, but I'm going to maximize this time. If you're an entrepreneur, boy, try and convert uh, downtime to productive time and you're going to have a better time, right? But <clears throat> today I want to talk to you about if you are a young person that loves accounting, right? If you're coming out of school and you're like, hey, I think I want to get my CPA. I think I want to go work for a corporation. I want to tell you a little secret that you might not know about the tax game, the tax accounting and bookkeeping game. So uh, first of all, if you're hardwired to make sure that systems are right, you're a high detail oriented person and you love helping people, like you're the checklist person, being in administration and being in a technical administration role in the tax world as an accountant is probably a good idea, right? So when you're in school, if you go to college, you're going to want to pay attention and learn your T-charts and understand accounting to a T. But here's what I want you to know. You do not need to spend a ton of time to go get your CPA. Sure, you can if you want to. You'll be able to use that as a title. Um, but I want to encourage you to start your own business. Now, there's a guy out there called Andrew Argue, and he does... Um, CPA consulting and I intersected with him and kind of paid attention to his stuff and basically what he was doing is charging thousands of dollars which I know he adds great value he was charging thousands of dollars to do consulting to basically tell tax professionals how to run their business like we were doing in nuanced financial tax and accounting if you are thinking about starting a firm I want to tell you right now that there's a way that you can do this to where all you have is about 20 clients 20 clients that you charge between $500 a month and $1,000 a month, you're going to be able to add a ton of value to them. You're going to have a workflow in your life that's manageable, unlike a traditional firm that focuses just on tax returns, okay? And here's the whole concept. First off, rather than being a tax return CPA firm or somebody who's like, well, I do taxes on the side, what you want to do is serve as an outsourced accountant. And when you're an outsourced accountant, there's three things that you're going to want to do. First of all, you want to help mitigate taxes. Second of all, you want to save business owners time. And the third thing is you want to keep them compliant. That's the three things. You're going to help mitigate taxes because none of them want to pay more than their fair share. And that, that should be kind of your sentence. I'm going to help you pay your fair share and not a penny more. The second thing is help them save time. If you can be the administrator to run the bookkeeping, the payroll, um, and even the tax planning to just help that go on for a business. Now, that's the other thing. We're going to focus on businesses here, not, not uh, your average Joe that walks into your CPA firm. By doing that, you're going to save them time. Time is money, and it makes your monthly retainer business, which that's what you need to do, is go after monthly retainer business. Um, it's going to be worth it for the business owner because you're basically replacing an employee. You know, their alternative to hiring you at fifteen hundred dollars a month might be to take on an employee at twenty dollars an hour, and an employee at twenty dollars an hour, at forty hours a week, that gets expensive quick. Plus, you've got unemployment insurance, you've got um, benefits, Lord knows that you know they get hurt they get crabby they want more benefits they also add a ton of value that you know employees are good they have kids when you have kids and they call in sick and whatever um, employees are great you need great employees that being said you can be a phenomenal outsourced accountant for them okay so 
besides that, you're going to help them be compliant. And, and being compliant just makes sure that you get your taxes done, you're obeying the law, and you mitigate that risk. You're basically helping them not have the giant risk that they're going to lose a ton of money. But just so you know, Minnesota right now, we're getting snow like crazy. And it is, it's like the fourth week in a row. It was like negative 50 last week. Negative 40 degrees with the wind chill. Negative 20 actual temp. It's disgusting. And now it just keeps snowing. And it only snows on weekdays. It just makes life hard, right? So if you're thinking about getting in this game, if you want to be an accountant, I'm telling you, here's what you need to do. Focus on being an outsourced accountant for businesses, okay? And what you should do is think about charging between $500 and $1,500 a month. And in that, here's what I think you should include. I think you should include doing the personal, so you approach a business owner, they're going to have their own family tax returns, right? They probably got some kids, a wife, a husband, and uh, offer doing their taxes, their corporate taxes, doing tax planning for them, doing the bookkeeping on a cloud-based system for them. That'd be another tip. Whatever you do, you want to just force them into your model, like create a, a system where you can be this outsourced accountant. That means you use QuickBooks Online or Zero or some of these cloud-based accounting programs and just keep their books up to date. Go in there every other week or every week and just make sure things are reconciled, right? And by doing that, that's going to inform you about their business. You're going to be able to send them a quick, you can automate reports type of deal, but if you do their tax return, the bookkeeping, and then you provide payroll, contact ADP, paychecks, um, <clears throat> there's zero. I really like this Zendu as an outsourced accounting program too, but um, the bottom line is, is if you provide payroll, you can get paid on payroll. You can get payroll at cost as a, as a tax professional. You don't have to be a CPA. They'll be like, we work with CPA for, if you talk to them, but I'm going to go get clients. And that's going to be the last part here. Um, if you can provide them leads, they're going to pay you a spiff. But more importantly, <clears throat> you can include it in this big monthly retainer, right? So tax returns, bookkeeping, payroll, doing it for them and then do the tax returns at the end of the year. I'm telling you, if you do that, do the math on if you charge $1,000 a month, which I'm telling you, $12,000 a year for a small business owner to have all their bookkeeping and accounting done for them. That's the equivalent of having a staff person. Just do the math on how far 12K goes. Um, you're gonna help them. Remember, your three value propositions are mitigate taxes, but you don't wanna go in there. You might not be able to save everybody taxes, but that's a value proposition. The second thing is, you're gonna save them time, and that means making sure they don't need an employee. That's doing their bookkeeping, helping them. You could even help them with AR and AP. I mean, you can, you could really add value there, but you don't want to gobble up all your time. And then the third thing is you keep them compliant and that's just you knowing all the rules and all the annoying stuff. If you focus on that and you get a system like that and you just work throughout the year and that's the key, meet with your clients at least quarterly, call them on the phone, set up conversations with them and don't let it just keep up with the bookkeeping. If you keep up with the bookkeeping, their life's going to be easy. And if you just do it once a week, at least that's not so bad. You think about 20 clients. If it takes you, you can spend two and a half hours in each client every other day type of deal. And it's going to be great. I'm telling you, we built this. We had cash flows. We reached a million dollars and almost, we reached a ton of revenue and monthly recurring revenue. So let's back up a little bit. You're going to use those three value propositions, but here's where I got to the point where I think this is the best model for CPAs and accountants to grow a business because I believe that um, 
the strategies you do in business should abide by Jim Collins' hedgehog concept. Look up Jim Collins. He wrote the book Good to Great, and he talks about the hedgehog concept. And all he's saying is you should not be a jack of all trades like a fox who's not good at anything but okay at everything, and he's always kind of hungry, whereas a hedgehog sits fat and happy and safe because all he does is eat worms, roll up in a ball, and keep to himself, right? You want to find your simple hedgehog concept. And the hedgehog concept is basically saying, um, it's kind of like, what's your 80-20? What's the service you should provide and the type of business, the strategy, the business strategy you should execute on that's going to do three things and it should satisfy these three. One, it should drive your economic engine. Two, it's something you can be passionate about. And three, it's something you can be great at. If you can be great at it, that means you're using your skill set, and that could be your experience, it could be your your team, if you're good at managing people and deploying other people that have the team, the skills, that's great. Um, I get passionate about helping business owners pursue the American dream, man. Our mission here is to, as a feedbacker, as a marketing firm, and as a consulting business, we wanna help maximize the efforts of entrepreneurs, right? That's what it's all about. That's why I'm making this video. I'm not trying to shake you down for money. I wanna help you actually pursue the American dream, go out and add value in the economy because I think free market enterprise and freedom and maximizing the tools that I think God has given each person can be really seen in entrepreneurship. Also, it's hard, there's some risks, but I tell you what, there's value in having the flexibility. It was snowing today, you know what, I was my own boss, I decided I'm not gonna drive into our St. Paul office, I'm gonna work out of my home, right? I didn't have to call anybody, I know I need to maximize my time, right? And I know exactly what I need to do, so I'm telling you, why are those three strategies, how, how does my outsourced accountant system go into that? Well, first of all, your economic engine should be monthly retainer income. Just do monthly charging. Tell them, we're gonna get your credit card or your checking account. Checking account's better because credit cards go, uh, they expire and you gotta update them. Get their checking account and just use a payment merchant like QuickBooks, um, there's quite a few of them out there. Use a payment merchant system to automatically bill monthly and just out of sight, out of mind. Don't invoice and make the client click on it and pay every month, don't do that. Set the expectation, we just do this monthly. I'm gonna be your outsourced accountant. I'm gonna handle this. We're gonna keep you compliant, save money, and save you time. So monthly billing fulfills the, what drives your economic engine? What can you be passionate about? I think helping small business owners and entrepreneurs is super exciting. If you can impact their business, you can impact their families, you can help them have more peace about their day, you save them time, they're not sweating and making mistakes, you can make them be better fathers and mothers, you can make them better husbands and wives, I'm telling you, you impact their life. I'm kind of Jesus boy and I think that there's a mission field to help people see that there's hope out there and I'm I'm telling you there's it's something I can get passionate about and then if you think about can you be best in it well part of why I got out of the actual tax and accounting game is because I hate process I hate processes I hate sitting down and doing that I like working with people who are anal retentive process people I surround myself with those people um, but that's not my thing I bet it's your thing if you're listening to this and you're thinking of doing a CPA or tax and accounting or bookkeeping firm you're probably a process person. Just know that in all things, and I'm gonna transition here a little bit, your process-driven side is, ex your execution side of making sure the process is executed perfectly is a strength, but it is, it is, it requires you to yin and then yang over to someone who is a connector and more of a vision-casting, connecting sales 
And when you think sales, sales is not what you think it is. Sales is all about consulting, finding problems, showing what you do as a, a problem solver and finding out if you're a good match and then providing them the opportunity to say yes. That's what sales is. Sales is not pushing something. Sure, you advance an agenda. Well, your agenda is to solve the problem that you're in the business of solving and finding people that need that problem done. So. So don't think that sales is bad, but here's what I'm getting at. You are probably driven by process and all the things I just said right now about you being an outsourced accountant, you can go do it. I know you can, but here's your challenge. You cannot do that unless you have clients, right? The great conundrum of every small business is how do you get your first initial clients? I'm telling you, here's the secret. First of all, just start. Find the honey hole that you want to work with. Approach small business owners, but find an office. Okay, I'm not saying you have to go get a monthly, um, a monthly lease on an office space, but get an office right in the center of where you think would be the best honey hole. And I'm telling you, find somebody that you could pay 50 bucks a month to, $100 a month. If you could find cheap rent, just find a, an address with a mailbox. That's your first thing. Your second thing is create your business name. Think through your business name. Now, we were Nuance Financial Tax and Accounting. I named it Nuance Financial Tax and Accounting. You put those two words in there so that very clearly denoted to Google and Bing on the search engines what it was we did, right? Um, you got to be careful with that a little bit, but watch my videos about naming your business, right? Have it be unique. Have it not be too clever, but a little clever. But you need to establish the name that you're going to put on your Facebook page, your Instagram page, your Google My Business page, your Twitter account, your website, all of the different listings that you're going to have because we're going to build a digital footprint. Okay, so the first thing is get your, your office, set up a business name, just get a basic logo. If you need help with this, we can help you. Go to 99designs. I've got a link in the description for 99designs. We make a little commission off of that. But for 1500 bucks, you can have a team of people build you out almost everything you need in terms of brand or work with a brand strategist like ourselves at Forward Co., which is my, my sister company that we work with for better designs. And I'm telling you, just get your design, get your colors, get the, the, the fonts that you need, and then open a Google My Business account, okay? Go verify that Google My Business account. Google My Business can be open at google.com forward slash business. You get that started, and here's your goal. You are going to do what I call, it, it's just the exponential growth program, but it starts with you just finding people that you can add value to, and then getting a review for them once you've added value, okay? So when you first start out in business, you're probably gonna have to give it away for cheap or free, right? Um, so just know the, the process that you need to do is you go out and you execute. You gotta find some people to add value to and execute. You're gonna find people and execute. Sales and execution, that's entrepreneurship. Like That's the most basic thing that there is. Sales and execution, right? Well, if you're not confident in your sales yet, you don't have your sales, stick to 500 to 1500 bucks a month and just roll it all into one. Don't get super complicated with it and you're gonna have success. But go find some people and I'll get into how you do that. And as you find them and as you execute, follow up with them and get Google reviews. Encourage them to give you Google reviews. If you get Google reviews over time, you do that for three years and you have more reviews than everybody else in your area, you can then do some Google ads that will use that and you will dominate your local sector. You'll start to have a ton of success. Okay, now I wanna move on to how to find clients. Here's how you find clients. You wanna find people that do not have, or that have 1099 income. That's the key. 
1099 income. So anybody that's in a brokerage relationship, so that's insurance agents, real estate agents, um, salespeople, right? If you have any of that, internet salespeople, people that have affiliate income, people that have YouTube stars for crying out loud, anybody who earns 1099 income, they have a, ten- a tax conundrum. If you're going to do three things, keep them compliant, save them time, and then also help them mitigate taxes, people with 1099 income or business income have all the cool write-offs, okay? And here's what you want to propose. The sexy way that you're going to do that first thing is you're going to help them mitigate taxes. How do you help them mitigate taxes? You get in front of these people by getting a meeting, okay? If you get a meeting for one hour, you can share this with them. Here's some interesting stuff. Entrepreneurs get really excited about should they be an S-Corp or a sole proprietorship when it comes to taxes? I just call it LLC versus S-Corp, right? That's why how this channel got started. They need help implementing that. If they implement an S-Corp, which basically I would say anybody who makes thirty to $50,000 in net profit or higher ought to look at an S-Corp because an S-Corp is going to allow you to split up your salary and your payroll. And I'm telling you, watch Mark Kohler, K-O-H-L-E-R. Take his advice. He's got people, quite frankly, taking about no less than a third of their net profit as a salary. Okay? And now... There's all sorts of arguments. I'm sure I just made some of you your brains pop, but I'm telling you, if you can help your business owners mitigate their taxes by using a reasonable salary and then using a payroll system to pay that so that they have this distribution side and they go from paying 100% of their net profit, paying social security taxes on it, to paying a very small portion, that's going to be helpful. So now you think about that, that's very useful for people that are making net profits, you know, 200,000 and under. Really at that 200,000 down to, um, you know, maybe 50,000, there's a spot there that you can help. The second place that people can mitigate their taxes that's really interesting is using SEP IRAs and 401ks. This can be for small business owners. This could be for single owner S-Corps, your, your real estate agent that doesn't have any employees, or it could be people with four or five people. But using an employer contribution through a SEP IRA, which is like a profit share contribution, or a 401k where you do matches, or you can do a profit share contribution, or in a solo 401k, which allows you to do up to 25% of your net profits to a certain amount over into an employer contribution or profit share contribution to yourself and you have the employee contribution, there's just lots of decision making to mitigate taxes, okay? So that's the second thing. You got be an S-Corp, manage the tension between the payroll and the salary. You can add value there. And then you got to do the payroll. You got that taken care of. You got to do the accounting. You got that taken care of. You got an 1120S. You got that taken care of. That's your primary thing. Find out if, hey, are you an S-Corp yet? Second thing, are you doing tax planning when it comes to your... uh, your retirement plans, use vanguard.com. I'm telling you, that's the cat's meow. Or you could find somebody who does cheap index funds and provides this. That's great. There's a bunch of paperwork. I know you can't be an advisor. You got to draw a line there. And then the third thing is, is people with real estate or property. I'm telling you, real estate or property is super important. Now, I've got an affiliate link in the bottom for CSSI, and they are democratizing cost segregations, right? Um, But when people aren't in real estate yet, they probably ought to be if they own a business and they're going to be building wealth. Um, but if they have real estate, you have depreciation schedules, you've got, you've just got more complicated stuff. You have multiple tax returns probably because they probably have an LLC that owns it. So you have different things going on. You can add a ton of value. So what you're going to do is you're going to get meetings with people. You're going to find out where they're at, how much income do they make. You're going to find out if they've done any of these things because now you have a game plan and a strategy. Coach people to use the S-Corp. Coach people to use the, the retirement plans. Coach people to use 
real estate, if they're not in real estate, perhaps they should get into it because um, there's just tons of tax planning opportunity. Maybe they have a spouse that's not working and maybe instead of taking a wage inside of the business, maybe they should just go and be a real estate agent and now they can carry over losses if they have losses in, a, in an investment property, right? Or maybe they should start buying duplexes and triplexes and renting them out. Maybe they should buy apartment buildings with the capital that they're building up. Um, who knows? That's how you can add value, right? Meanwhile, you've got a wholesale. So here's how you can really sweeten the sweeten the conversation. Once you get a meeting with them, you say, "I can help you save taxes in those ways." Those are my three ways that I, I do my first value proposition. This and I do that by proactive planning and by doing your bookkeeping. I get to know about this stuff and I can actually be informed. I'm not doing everything at the end of the at the end of the year. And use this. Your traditional CPA during tax season, he can't breathe. He doesn't know what's going on in his client's books. No, 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 no. What he's doing is just trying to cramp through as many tax returns as he can. His wife or her husband is just like, where are you? His kids are like, do you just live at the office? Where are you, uh, mom or dad? I don't know what's going on. They don't have time to do any real analysis. They're just going through Drake or, or Thompson Reuters and filling out and making sure that it goes through and then setting appointments. Dude, you just do the math. If you do 500 tax returns at 500 bucks a piece, you're not making any money. You have to set two or three appointments with each client or one to three, depending on what it is. Just the administration to set appointments with your clients just eats you up. Don't go that way. Get 20 clients that you do this outsourced accountant for. But what you can provide them is you can say, I'm going to be able to actually give you analysis because I'm not doing a million different tax returns. Not only that, when it comes to the, I'm going to save you time. I'm going to serve as your outsourced accountant. They're going to be like, well, that's good, but I'm not thinking of buying an accountant. Here's where you can really say, here's why I'm worth 500 to 1500 bucks a month. I'm going to reduce what's called your coordination fatigue. Okay. Coordination fatigue. A business owner has to coordinate their tax person with their payroll system, with their employees, with their bookkeeping and their taxes and their payroll and their bookkeeping and their taxes and their payroll and their bookkeeping. Just meeting with their CPA requires four emails back and forth, right? Um, if they're doing manual book books where they have like QuickBooks desktop, you know, you should look for people that aren't S-Corps yet, people that own property and haven't done a cost segregation yet, people who have, and then people who have standalone solutions where, well, I pay ADP 300 bucks a month and paychecks or whatever it is. Then you go to tax guy and he's good. And then we do the bookkeeping right there. You can be like, how would you like to never have to organize those three together? I'll just, we just do it all in one spot. So by doing it all in one spot, you have no messing around and we become fully informed. Because we have the bookkeeping, I can do the tax planning, I can do the tax return better, I can do the payroll better. Because I have the payroll reports, there's no let's get the payroll reports from ADP. You have them all, right? And because you're doing payroll, you're an integral part of their business. You can just make them smile and be happy as long as you pick up your phone, guys, okay? So you understand your three value propositions. I just gave you some nuggets of why you can be spicy and exciting to a business owner. You can be very valuable if you just frame it up that way, guys. Now, how do you actually Actually get meetings. Here's the easiest thing you can do. The first thing you do is hit up your BNI groups. Okay, you don't have to join a BNI. BNI is good only if they have like a digital mindset, and that in that digital mindset they're giving backlinks. I'm going to have a whole other video on this. If they're helping each other on each other's blogs and you're backlinking to each other, you can help each other rank in SEO. That's beautiful. But otherwise, 
whatever. There's value to it. I've been in it. I don't like meeting every week. But go to a BNI. You can go twice for free. They're going to try really hard to get you to join. But all you're trying to do there is make a connection with each person and get a one-on-one meeting with everybody that you possibly can. Okay. So go to every BNI. Check out every BNI in your area. Go to them. They're established. They're there. Get the business cards of the people. Make connections. Find you know. Make a personal connection with each one of them. And then don't be scared of like, well, I'm building something. Hey, we're a new outsourced accounting firm. Um, we go through this coaching system with feedback wrench. We know what's going on and uh, we know how to do this. I'm telling you, we add a ton of value. Can I sit down and just show you what we do? Absolutely. Then you should work meetings where you have a connection meeting and all you're doing there is trying to get to know them. Find out, do they make money? Find out, do they have problems? Portray that you help them say, convey your, your a little bit of what you do. And then out of that first initial one hour connect meeting, which could be at their office, it could be at coffee, out of that you wanna land an analysis, okay? And the analysis is really trying, you're gonna do two things in this analysis. Get their old tax returns. Hey, just give me your tax returns. I'm gonna look over them and see if if there's any low hanging fruit for tax planning, okay? Let me see your tax returns, see if there's any low hanging fruit for tax planning. If there is, boy, we might be able to save you a ton of taxes. And then the other thing, maybe get your current bookkeeping. Let me take a look at that because you want to find out two things. One is their opportunity for you to help them save money. And two, you want to find out, do they have a mess that you can solve, right? Is their bookkeeping messy, sloppy, and not done right? And it's just like, if they get audited, boy, they're going to be in trouble. Or are they wasting a ton of time? And you just look in there and you're like, oh man, I can do this. I'm good at bookkeeping. I'm going to be able to do this really easy for you. So you're trying to find out. The other thing is you need to figure out the scope. There's a size of business I think that you should focus on. On all business, I always frame up a chart, right? And it's kind of a T-chart, but four quadrants. And on on the X and Y axis, you've got profitable and non-profitable, complex and simple. Here's the bottom line. I believe that the, the best money can be made, in my opinion, for small businesses in the simple types of businesses. If you wanna be a full CPA firm and go get CPA, you know, have the, the CPA association, whatever the heck they're called, I don't even deal with them. We didn't, we never even tried to mess with them because there's no reason I wanna, we wanted to be doing uh, the big audits and stuff. Why would you wanna do that? That's complex work. There's money in it if you're charging big companies $100,000 to do it, but then you have so much insurance and staff and it's just brutal. Stay simple. And so if you move on simplicity and you up by executing on your economic, what drives your economic engine, you're gonna have success, okay? So if you're thinking about starting a firm, that's my recommendation. Don't be a CPA firm, be an outsourced accounting firm. Um, Go out, prospect, go to the BNI meetings, go to the chamber events, and then if that doesn't work, just start calling a sector. Pick construction guys, okay? Construction guys hate screwing around with this stuff. Pick real estate agents. They can be really easy. Go find the successful real estate agents. Find out if they have an S-Corp. See if they've been doing a solo 401k. You could probably go in there. You find a real estate agent that's making 150k and he hasn't been an S-Corp. You're going to save him 10 grand, right? That's a good deal. <laughs> How would you like to save a bunch in taxes, right? Or they, they don't know that and then they, they're not doing their bookkeeping and stuff. They're notoriously, they need an admin like you, right? Um, or find businesses that just have opportunity like that and just call them. Hey, can I introduce myself? Can I buy you coffee? I'm an outsourced accountant out here. We do taxes, bookkeeping, payroll, and accounting. Love to just learn about your business and introduce yourself. You need to ask for appointments 10 times a day, okay? You wanna get a goal of having one to three appointments every single day when you're starting up and go play offense. It's all about sales for the first year.